Well, hello there. It's another day. I'm Jim Harrington. And I'm Bill Knight. Happy New Year. And Happy New Year to you, too. 2023. <laughs> it sounds almost futuristic, but it's it's now. Can you believe that? Yeah. Well, I think a lot of people are hopeful for a good year. I, I have bad news. Uh, yeah. we got a big recession on the way, and everyone's talking about that. The cost of goods are going up. There's food shortages. Even Biden said, yeah, it's going to be normal. We just have to accept it. There's going to be a lot of things that you can't get anymore. It's funny you should say that. Listen. Nothing more to report. With regard to food shortage, yes, we did re- re- talk about food shortages. And uh, and it's going to be real. The, the price of these sanctions is not just imposed upon Russia. It's imposed upon an awful lot of countries as well, including European countries and our country as well. Wow. <laughs> mm-hmm. He makes it sound so matter of fact, doesn't he? Like, yeah. uh, oh, we're going to have a food shortage. So if you don't see your favorite items in the grocery store, no big deal. It's going to happen. Well, yeah, and they're touting numbers to close out the year. Saying, well, you know, employment's up, you know, the GDP is up and all of that. Well, you know, those numbers are kind of false indicators. But what it what it is, a driving force, uh, is going to be towards the recession. Mm-hmm. And with all of that going on, the Fed is going to jack up the rates even more. And uh, the cost, the money you make, mm-hmm. and versus what you're going to spend, you know, t- to just you know keep up with, you're not going to be able to keep up. On average, the average person now paying their bills, uh, where they might have been, you know, four hundred dollars in debt and credit card debt, mm-hmm. they're now five thousand dollars in debt because they're using their credit or any way they can to sit there and just try to make ends meet. You can't do that and sustain that for very long. No, and this is, if you have a 401k, if you are somebody like me who has a retirement fund, uh, Biden has wiped out $10 trillion of Americans' wealth. 2022 saw the worst bond and equity losses since 1871. Can you believe that? Yeah, I can believe it, but you know, with uh, him wiping out ten trillion dollars worth of uh, American wealth, uh, the good news for me is I didn't have any wealth to begin with, so he, <laughs> he got nothing on that one. But from mean, everybody else, as he, he did. As that song goes, "Nothing from nothing is nothing." <laughs> yeah. Oh, but you know what? You yes. know, with that note, uh, New York legislatures. You mm-hmm. know what they did? What? Uh, they are now the highest-paid uh, uh, state legislatures anywhere because. They gave themselves a thirty percent raise. Well, that's not that's not the only uh, group of people that gave themselves a raise. Oh, some Nancy, others did too. Oh, absolutely. You know, Nancy sure. was walking out the door, and as she was grabbing her purse, she went, "Oh, wait a second, I've forgotten something." And she gave all of the uh, house employees a significant raise. I can't tell you exactly the amount. I have it here somewhere in my stack of stuff, but uh, it was a good raise. It was a healthy raise. It made some of the staffers uh, in the, put them in the $200,000 a year range. Here's what it is. Pelosi authorizes maximum pay bump for House staffers in final act as the Speaker. Now, mind you, we're going through this major recession, heading mm-hmm. toward a depression. Uh, outgoing House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, Democrat of California, we knew that, issued a directive in her final day of controlling the Speaker gavel on Friday, boosting the maximum pay rate for House staffers to $212,000 a year. Not bad for being a staff person for the uh, House of Representatives. I mean, I thought the House of Representatives, I thought the reps themselves only got like $150,000. Some of the staffers, ooh, man. Yeah, I mean, come on, this the. You know, but it's not her money. That's but true. But she thinks it is. Oh, I know. And they think it it is, so they can sit there, they freely spend it. They don't care. They don't care about us. And I know. that's what American people have to wake up and start seeing about what's going on in politics, what's going on with the government. They don't care about you. They don't care about any of us. But the good news is Nancy Pelosi is not the speaker of the house anymore. I mean, let that roll off your tongue. Nancy Pelosi is not the speaker of the house. It flows. But then the question is who yeah. is because is you know by tonight 
Is Kevin going to be the Speaker of the House? I mean, there are five Republicans that say, no, they're not going to do it. He needs yeah. at least four of them to say, yeah, okay, because the margin that they won by is narrow. And, you know, it looks like, it looks like we're going to have a few fall by the wayside. Here's the thing uh, that I, I was reading, Bill. It, it leans me in the direction of they're, they're going to be going for McCarthy. Um, they had a statute in place where if the majority wanted to remove the Speaker of the House, you mm-hmm. had to get the majority of the majority. Meaning, right. you know, if you had 212 people, you had to have m- more who wanted to remove the Speaker than not out of that whole majority. But one of the concessions McCarthy supposedly made last week was that it would be as little as five representatives who wanted, if you wanted to have a vote to remove a speaker, now all you need is five disgruntled uh, congr- uh, congressmen, which is a, a big concession, which means that if they have him in office a month or two and he completely changes and starts to become what we all fear, you know, the super rhino mm-hmm. that he has been in the past, then just five of them, meaning the five disgruntled uh, representatives that you were talking about, could literally have a vote to have him removed. Yeah. Now, the thing, though, the Republicans got to realize, they made promises to get in, uh, and, and they're in there. And like the January 6th committee, that they're going to go back and undo all of that. But, you know, number one, they got to get their act together yeah. and quit having this show that's going on right now, because if they don't now, I do remember that when Pelosi back in the last two years ago, mm-hmm. when she was up for Speaker of the House again, she had a hard time cobbling together all the votes. She had to do some sneaky stuff. So this is not unusual for this to happen. But, you know, the media is going to make hay of it. The Democrats are going to make hay of it. They're going to do anything they can to trip up this new Republican majority mm-hmm. in the Congress from doing anything that they want to do. Well, it will be interesting, and it all happens tomorrow. So mm-hmm. uh, in the next day or so, we're going to yeah, have— the third, yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, we're going to have a handle. Also, this is an interesting week. On Friday, that Supreme Court case uh, comes up in front of the, you know, uh, that case about, uh, what is it, the, the brothers who filed yeah. a complaint oh, against— The Brunson brothers or something yeah, like that? Yeah, the Brunson who— filed a complaint against, uh, right. I guess, this administration and, and a lot of congressmen saying that uh, they had a, a duty to, to, I guess, evaluate the entire uh, election process, and they didn't do the duty. They, they shirked their duty. So that'll be interesting. And that's, that's Friday. I guess Now, I don't know whether the case is coming up on Friday or whether they're going to decide whether to actually take the case. You know, mm. I don't know whether they're hearing the case on Friday or that's when they all get together and decide for real, are they going to uh, proceed? I believe they're hearing the case. If I'm not mistaken, they're hearing the case without the government having any interjection into it. They're, they've got to listen to it. Yeah. And that's it. And then they vote on it. Now, if they wow. vote, now that if that all transpires, that's a, you know, we're waiting for the white horse. If there was a white horse, that's it. But I don't believe in white horses, you know, and yeah. somebody coming in to rescue the day. So um, it's just going to be interesting to see what happens. And, you know, the but, media bill has been so silent about this. Have you noticed how little conversation there's been about this? No, nothing. Nothing. You know, but I'll tell you what's going to you're going to see this week is uh, the new variant of covid Oh, uh, yes. <laughs> you yes. Know, just Happy New t- Year. <laughs> Happy New Year. Oh, by the way, there's a new variant. The uh, what is it? The uh, XBB, the the uh, you know, it's it's quickly. If you like COVID one, you'll love COVID two. <laughs> what is this? This is the BE seven. Have you, know, you noticed? Variant. Have you noticed how all of a sudden the media, like dutiful little puppets, are suddenly showing video of all these poor people in hospital beds in China. I'm not saying that they aren't poor people and I feel sorry for them, but what I am questioning is, is that new video? Is -hmm. that real video? Is it staged video? Why all of a sudden 
are we seeing that video? I did see online protesters in China. I saw people in the street throwing bottles at uh, some of the police in China. Right. No big deal. Not a lot of coverage there. Just keep moving along. Nothing to see here. Um, do you think this is going to be a staged pandemic? Do they want us get a? Do they want to get, get you back into your house? Well, I think they want to lock us down. Uh, but you know, the the first pandemic, you know, the, the virus was real. It was manufactured for with with intent. And now this is a variant that is very evasive and deadly. And the cases in the U.S. are doubling every day. That is the classic. Oh, it's already here? It's here, and it's doubling oh. every day. So, you know, and you go, well, that doesn't sound bad. You know, okay, today you got two, tomorrow you got four. Mm -hmm. You know, next day you got eight. You remember, Bill, and 32, you know. when President Trump had a quarantine of people from China visiting the U.S., he, he was, was criticized. Oh, he was criticized big time. Now, now Biden, Biden does it. The same. Yeah. That's a good thing. That's yeah. a good thing. Well, yeah, but, you know, anything Trump did was, was you know, the, the man was a xenophobe. He was this. He was that. Biden doing it, that's a whole different thing. <laughs> They're even trying to take the Hunter laptop thing and trivialize it. And, you know, of course, they're trying to downplay the Republican Congress uh, on investigating that. And that's why they want to sit there and focus on uh, the uh, the Speaker of the House and, and that whole process. They want to keep it down. But this virus, I think, is just in time to be a big distraction and a, and a derailment of anything positive that can happen out there. Also, the head of the WHO, uh, Dr. Tedros, and I'm not going to try to bother you with the other two names in his name because mm -hmm. I'll butcher them, I'm sure. No, uh, I do that but all the time. Dr. Tedros... Uh, the head of the World Health Organization, and by the way, he's not a medical doctor. He's like a psychologist or something like that. Oh, um, well, there you go. He had this to say. I want you to listen very carefully to what he said a couple of days ago. Of its benefits, especially with elderly uh, groups, uh, senior citizens, especially above 65 and above 60. So if it's going to be used, it's better to focus on those groups who have risk of severe disease and death, rather than, as we see, some countries are using to give boosters to kill children, which is not right. Then the equity issue comes here. Instead of boosting a child in high-income countries, it's better to vaccinate the elderly in countries who have uh, the elders who, are, who have not been vaccinated, even the primary vaccines. So the equity issue should also come into, into play. Interesting. And I, I would question taking the vaccine if I were an elderly person. Yeah. That, I, you know, see, he just said the, the vaccine kills kids. Yes. Instead of doing that, let's give it to... The elderly. Exactly. exactly. Well, the old people. Well, yeah, that, okay, yeah, that, that makes that sense. Works. You know, and, and I feel really good because I was one of the early on people who thought, well, I'll, I'll get it because how dangerous can it be? Well, I got the first two. and I What qualifies as old? That's true. That's well, Useless 80, to them. How's that? 70, 60? Useless to them. Useless, useless to, to them. them. So yep. that could be any age. And, you know, Dr. Fauci says you need at least annual shots. It is becoming increasingly clear that looking forward with the COVID-19 pandemic, in the absence of a dramatically different variant, we likely are moving towards a path with a vaccination cadence similar to that of the annual influenza vaccine with annual updated COVID-19 shots matched to the currently circulating strains for most of the population. This guy is amazing. He just keeps trying to sell the same old song, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. He, that's he wants you to take that shot no matter what. Get it? As a matter of fact, I believe it was Biden's health uh, director uh, who said, uh, you actually, you may need one every couple of months. Yeah, but th they've done the research on it. And they found out the shot doesn't do anything. <laughs> I know. I mean, it has no I redeeming know. or uh, medicinal uh, values to where it 
It cures it. It alleviates it. Well, it does anything. They have or found, prevents it. They have found some things, Bill. They found that if with every shot you lose some of your immune system, they believe. Right. So if you got two shots, you've lost uh, you know twice as much of your immune system as you may have lost with one shot. They believe that actually the people who are the strongest now are the people who didn't get the shots, especially those who came in, uh, you know, came in touch with uh, the virus itself, and they had a natural immune immunity. You know, yeah, natural immunity. Yeah. Now, how long has man lived on the planet? Yeah, without well, a vaccine and or anything to save us, but yet, yeah, we've lost some people. But herd immunity is is Mother Nature's vaccine. And, you know, President Trump was an advocate, and he was an advocate because he trusted his health people. You know, he trusted the people around him who were doctors like Fauci and uh, Burks and people like that. And they they sold him a bill of goods, and he believed it so much so that he got the vaccines. And then for for a while, even after he left the presidency, he would would tout the fact that he got it so quickly to the public because he believed— the store, but he's not doing that quite so much anymore. Somebody must have sat him down and said, Mr. President, the vaccine may be ineffective and it may actually hurt some people. And maybe we shouldn't talk about that too much anymore. You know? Well, there were bad players and bad, you know, bad people giving him advice. He thought he was doing the right thing, uh, thing by uh, doing warp speed on the vaccine, which he was yep. doing the right thing. He didn't know that Bill Gates had an agenda. Moderna had an agenda, uh, and that they were going to sit there on the left going, this is an opportunity to sit there and slap this guy down and make him so puny, and they did, you know? so. And there's a lot of questions about the actual vaccine itself. Is it what mm -hmm. they they said it was? Was it really a vaccine? Was it uh, a way to get something into our systems uh, that we don't want, that we don't want in the long run. Uh, mRNA is a new technology, a new science, and a lot of people say that there are things, nefarious things, that can be entered into your system through uh, mRNA uh, technology. Well, they do a lot of study and research on for different reasons, you know, but anything that they do on a laboratory rat, or they do on insects. Mm-hmm. Well, let's see how it works out got, uh, on a human too. Yeah. They always yeah. do it. I know, and, and and they check that. I mean, I think I had, you know, the 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 thought I mentioned to you that over the weekend, you know, I, you know, I'm just noticing, you know, that uh, we have a lot of politicians that are going and well, the first openly gay this, the first openly gay that. Yeah, I'm going like, you know, for for something. That is only one or two percent, right? I see 25, 30 percent. So these yeah. numbers aren't matching. How big is the gay community? Well, then I found out by looking, I said, Well, you know, there is no such thing as a gay gene, but now they have been doing studies. So there you go. And they said, Well, there are five basically genes that can help make up your sexual preference. You know, and manipulated together, that has something to do with it. But even that wouldn't, you know, dictate running from virtually zero to 30 in a very short period of time. Well, they do uh, pesticides. Mm-hmm. They, they have been working on that where they sit there and they, uh, they, they change uh, something in the DNA of the insects to where they transgender them, to where the males only like males now and rats only like male rats. Yeah. And the females I've only like that. females. And this is gets into our food. This is something that's been going on for years, for you know a few generations. And then I'm sitting there going, could it be, because I'm not blaming somebody if, if they're, they're going, hey, I'm transgender. Hey, I'm, I identify as this or that. You know, maybe they do in their mind because it's been altered. The oh, DNA yeah. has been altered, and it could have been how many years? Mistake, how many some years? Some purpose manipulation. Bill, how many years did people get laughed at for talking about contrails? They, yeah. were, they, I mean, if you started talking about 
oh, I saw these contrails in the sky and they were crisscrossing. And people would say, oh, come on, that's just jet exhaust. And there were planes flying in different directions. They happened to crisscross. But you sometimes can see them actually mm -hmm. doing their maneuvers, you know, with these contrails. Right. Uh, and they would be poo-pooed and you'd be dismissed as being a conspiracy theorist. By the way, the term conspiracy theorist, I think it popped up during the Kennedy assassination time period. When yeah, people yeah, when people had different thoughts about what what actually had happened mm -hmm. in November of uh, 1963 and when they started talking about those things, the New York Times of all of all places came up with conspiracy theorist, the term. He's yeah. a cons and it was dismissive from the beginning. You know, oh, he's a conspiracy theorist. They still use it today like a weapon. If you happen to be touching a nerve, especially, they will label you a conspiracy theorist, and they'll try to hang that on you forever. Oh, that guy's nuts. He's a conspiracy theorist. You know, it's a conspiracy, and it's a theory until it's proven to be a fact, like the CIA being involved with uh, the Kennedy assassination. We only recently got uh, proof of that. A conspiracy, if you look it up, is an unproven fact. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean that it's true. It doesn't mean that it's not true. It just hasn't been It hasn't been proven, proven yet yeah. or allowed to be proven. And that's a big thing. When they sit there and say, well, he's a vaccine denier. Yes, yes. Oh, he's he an must election be denier. Yes, exactly. Uh, they, The left especially loves to hang monikers on people. Uh, they did it with Trump throughout his, his whole presidency. He's a this. Mm -hmm. He's a xenophobe. He's this. He's a, uh, a conspiracy theorist. He He's this. He's that. They had labels for everything that he did. And if you followed, well, look at what they did. He finally decided to stick a label on himself, MAGA, Make America Great Again. And they took that, and with the help of Biden and other people, they tried to make it into a nasty, evil word, like Nazi, Okay. Oh, he's MAGA. Oh, no, he's MAGA? I didn't know that. I thought he was a nice guy. Actually, all it means is what exactly what it says. Make America great again. And how can any American not want that? You know? I mean, if, if you don't want that, I would question whether or not you're a patriot. Oh, I would question that, too. You know, they, they do so many things to, to uh, change and manipulate people. Uh, that is just crazy. And I don't know where we're headed with 2023. I do know that right now we've got to worry about our survival. I mean, when you, when you talk about uh, kind of going back to the beginning here, when we get, you know, get down to the basic economics of things, we're in trouble. We, we're going to, I don't know how people are going to make ends meet. You talked about white horses. A lot of us are waiting and hoping and praying for some kind of white horse to come along. I don't think, by the way, Based upon what I've seen over the last two years, I question whether we're going to be around in 2024. I don't mean that we won't exist physically as a country. I mean, will we be the same America in 2024 that we were in 2020? Are we well, going to be free? there's so many things going on to change it. I mean, there you've got people now that don't even know the basic core values of this country. They don't understand what this no. country was founded on or anything about it. Bill, they're so anxious, to, so willing to give up their rights. Yeah, they are. And, you know, we're creating, well, we just talked about, you know, the, the possible, well, it's not a possibility. Uh, the, the gay transgender number mm -hmm. is a bigger number than what I believed, you know, just, and what I, what I read just even a month ago, we talked about it. I was going, well, you know, come on, one or two percent. It was common factual knowledge that the population of the gay community was about 13 percent. They're about 12, 13 percent. Now you're talking 25 to 30 percent plus. That is a voting, a voting base there. Mm -hmm. You can sit there and that's, you know, and, and I, with, when you look at genetics and everything, this was not a natural process where all of a sudden our bodies just said, eh, we're, we're going to do this. And, you know, that didn't happen. Well, look at happen. what they're doing to our country, Bill. If what you're saying is true, they're trying to manipulate us with science, tech, mm -hmm. you know, medical technology. Weird science. Weird yeah. science, right? They are opening our border and 
They're flooding our country with uh, strangers uh, mm-hmm. who, are, who w- with the hopes of changing the entire demographic of our country. Trust me. Right. I saw a picture, by the way. I don't know if you saw this online, Bill, uh, of uh, some border rancher who had a security camera up at their house, and uh, four or five illegals came by, and they're pounding on the door, I mean, trying to break the door in. Uh, right. And apparently this is the fourth or fifth time. The person who owns the house now says they have to they have to walk everywhere with a, a sidearm. They, they can't go anywhere without a, a gun. They used to be able to go to the store or even go to the garage if it's a separate building, and they would mm-hmm. just, it was their property. They could relax. Now they have to carry a sidearm, and it's because this evil son of a gun in Washington, and he is, is destroying the integrity and the security of our country. Mm-hmm. And he has no, there are no, no consequences. While people were struggling to keep their property together in, on the border, this guy was down in St. Croix vacationing. Had a good time. Yeah. yeah. Soaking up the sun. Yeah. And, you know, and that makes me go to Hunter, too. You know, with all the problems with Biden and the Hunters and all the evil doings, he doesn't care. So, what does he know that we don't know? Oh, how I does know. he know he's got it in the bag? Do you know how many days vacation he's been on since he's been president? Uh, more than Trump. 240 days. Mm-hmm. 240 days of vacation time. That's two years. Less yeah. than two years. And uh, not a bad job if you can get it. Yeah, you know what? It was funny. Somebody asked me the other day. They said, well, you know, we only got one more year of Biden. I'm going, oh, oh no, no, no. <laughs> pull over. <laughs> no, no, no. Stop this bus. We got two more years. Yes. And if he wins, because, you know, uh, he'll, he'll win by a landslide again. Because oh, absolutely. <laughs> we have not figured, you know, we haven't stopped the steal. We we have not done that. Uh, he's a shoe in to win. Uh, and he will be, uh, what, the oldest president? And if he, God forbid, I don't want anything to happen to anybody, but if he's incapable of running again for whatever reason, whoever they nominate for the uh, Democratic candidate, for, you know, candidacy for the presidency, will be a shoe-in too because they control the election system. They have all the corruption. They have it. Now, I know that I'm not supposed to say that, because there are politically correct people out there who would say, oh, he's an election denier. Well, yeah, yeah that's the true. shoe but, fits. You know, you're like me. You're politically incorrect. So yes. uh, with that said, um, you yep. know, oh, Kamala in yes. the news. You know, they got because they're going to have the, uh, uh, the, uh, the Senate photos and the swear-ins and all of that. Yeah. And, of course, she heads that up. So she said, anybody that's over two years old, must be vaccinated or you can't be there. Oh, are you serious? So if you serious. if you bring a three year old to Better get them vaccinated. Even if it's against you the whole family doesn't believe in vaccination. Better get them vaccinated. Unbelievable. That was in the news today. I saw I think I saw Breibart News. Yeah, they gotta be vaccinated. Hey. I wasn't even gonna talk about that, but when you that's, all this came up, I'm going like but you know, she's as dumb as a box of rocks. Honest to goodness, you know. If if I don't think anybody ever preps her when when she opens her mouth, because if they do, they do a bad job. Everything she well, says, she is, doesn't prep herself. You know, so she doesn't care. You know, and if if she if she stumbles, <laughs> yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah, uh, you gotta she's love the, the female Joker. You, you know, you got you gotta love the woke people, don't you? I mean the. So yeah. this is what we're dealing with. Um, interesting thing. Did you hear about the uh, the play-by-play guy? And I can't think of his name for North Carolina State. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have his name here somewhere in my stack of stuff. But if I if I keep hunting for it, it'll it'll take up the rest of the show. Let me just say he's the play-by-play guy for uh, North Carolina State. They were in a bowl game, and uh, he said this. Listen. One other bowl game involving an ACC team going on. That's the Sun Bowl. 
And amongst all the illegal aliens down in El Paso, it's UCLA 14 and Pittsburgh 6. That's with 11.15 to go in the second quarter. Yeah, I got to love it. He said amongst all the illegal aliens in, in El Paso, uh, the game is, is going on. And let me tell you what happened to him. He got suspended indefinitely without pay. The, the politically correct people who run the North Carolina State uh, football radio games right. suspended the guy for saying what everybody who's listening is thinking. I mean, I watched that game in El Paso, and I couldn't help but think, boy, they must have had a heck of a time just getting through the airport. They showed pictures of uh, yeah. the illegals. They were sleeping during the cold snap in the airport on the uh, you know run on the uh, walkways. And yeah, you got to be careful anymore because uh, you know the woke police is out there. Oh, they are. They really and truly are. I wish I could think of the guy's name, but I would tell him to go look for another job with another team that isn't quite so politically correct. Uh, you didn't do anything wrong. Just go on with your life. You know. Yeah, but the problem is, is that. that you know, with all the games, you're governed by a, a bigger body, and it's always woke. Speaking yeah. of weird things, remember that uh, Missouri, uh, Missouri, Missouri couple that uh, they were arrested for waving their guns in their property? Oh, sure, the yeah. The, I think their name is like McCutcheon or something like that. Or yeah, yeah. Well, you know, the GLP, um, they they pardoned them, so they they pardoned them. Uh, their fines were refunded, but the judge said. Hey, you know what? You might be pardoned, but as far as I'm concerned, you still have to pay, and uh, uh, you're still guilty. So therefore, we're keeping your guns. Oh, really? And really? Yeah, the crime still sticks. Well, how does the crime stick if he was? If I guess pardoning is to a certain extent, it's a it's an admission of guilt, but you're let off. Is am I right? I mean, when you pardon somebody, you're saying, okay, well, mm. you may have been you may have been guilty, but we're letting you off because we don't think it was really a crime. Yeah, but you know what? Boy, there's such a double standard here because, you know, one of the big things, you know, you look at Fetterman and you look at some of the other Democrats. Oh, yeah. We want to let out, you know, look, if they were, if they did a nonviolent crime, in other words, where nobody was hurt yeah. or anything like that, uh, they should be pardoned and uh, let them go and, and live a full productive life, which, you know, on one hand, I do sit there and I say, if somebody's serve their time they do need to be able to go out and do things without certain things being held against them once they've they've done everything they're supposed to do but i also believe you got to do what you were sentenced to do you know but the point is they're they're taking you know uh robbers wife beaters drug addicts dealers and they're they're letting them all go and say oh that's okay you're not expunged. This is you're clean. So, if the governor of the state of uh, uh, if the governor of the state of uh, they were in Missouri, Missouri, yeah, if they said you're free to go, uh, I'm pardoning you, and the judge says, yeah, you may be free to go, but I'm keeping your guns. He can do that. Yeah, he can do that. They got they got their fines back, and you know. So they're free. But the judge says you're still guilty of the crime. We're going to hold you accountable for that, and we're keeping your guns. You don't get those back. But when you when you pardon, isn't it expunged from your record? I mean, you don't have well, a record anymore? Well, it's supposed to be because when you're pardoned, yeah. it, 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 you know, you're acquitted, you're pardoned, whatever, you know, you should get all your rights restored. So I would bet you that, the you know, that these guys, the this couple, probably won't be able to go and buy and replace those guns, you know, because now that judge is going to keep that criminal blot there, you know, and that's all he needs to. If he's an elected from... judge, I guarantee you he was backed by Soros. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, I don't know anything about the judge. I saw the story and I said, uh, you know, and and that I said that's a bunch. Of, that's a crock of BS, and it yeah. is. It, it was a lot of BS. So another thing that happened over the uh, holiday weekend, you hear about the rookie police officer in uh, Times Square who was stabbed with yeah. a machete, hit, hit in the head with a machete. Yeah. And uh, he had just graduated Friday 
from the police academy. It was his first assignment. Yeah, Young guy. Well, they, yeah, he probably they they didn't have the old machete attack, you know, in the, in in the school yeah, there. I'm sure he feel would. bad for him. You know, uh, I I learned a fact over the weekend about New York Times Square has nothing to do with crime. Maybe it is a crime, really, when you think about it. You know, and I know they probably have porter potties there and all of this stuff. Yeah. But apparently there's not enough there. So people get there early. You know, think about it. You're there all day. You got to go to the bathroom. And there's a lot of them drinking, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what they do? Probably uh, the sewer system. I would not want to be a sanitation worker because they they wear diapers. I didn't know that. People go to Times Square that want to go there all day. They're there in diapers. You know, and I'm like going, I've often said, well, I've never gone to Times Square. I ought to do it once. And I'm sitting there going, no, 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 no. So <laughs> Because I wouldn't be able to take that spell. So when you say to somebody, uh-huh. did, did you enjoy your time in Times Square? You you can answer by saying, depends. <laughs> yeah, depends. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. You know, I, I worked, as you know, in New York, and I avoided Times Square uh, like a plague on New Year's Eve. There, there were some... A couple of nights where I worked, I think I was on the air on New Year's Eve, yeah. and I, I didn't uh, didn't go near the place. But uh, Grand yeah. Central was packed. Well, you probably did the right thing by not going near the place. Stay stay away and uh, leave it at that. You know, a lot of interesting things are happening. A loud explosion took place last night. Uh, in yeah, the naval in the Navy Yard neighborhood in southeast Washington D.C., it rattled windows, set off car alarms, and uh, was heard and felt nearly two miles away. But the police said it was just large illegal fireworks. Yeah. Large <laughs> illegal, illegal yeah. fireworks. I think I think it was uh, otherwise known as dynamite, <laughs> Semtech, or something. Uh, TNT. It, dynamite. it yeah. left a hole. They found out where it was set off, apparently. They say it left a moderate-sized crater in the middle of a hockey rink, an outdoor hockey rink in a neighborhood in... Uh, yeah, that's that that that's a stick of uh, that's probably a quarter stick of dynamite. <laughs> a stick of dynamite. Somebody was there. probably testing it. Let's see how this is. How how loud is this thing? Oh, uh, it's pretty damn loud. I can tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know. I don't think. I don't know. Are you do you question everything now that comes out of the media? I, I question so much now because I just don't think we're always getting. I the question truth. everything because I think it's all BS. And even the people that say that they well the real news the truth here yes. is told. <laughs> uh, you know then that's just you know to me they're woke too because everybody has an opinion. And unless they say, "Hey, this is opinion. This is my opinion." Yeah, I can respect that. I can. Re- I can, even if it's not your opinion, it's not my opinion, and I can't agree with your opinion. When you say that, then I'll listen to you and say, "Okay, what do you have to say?" It, I'll be open about it. But when you sit there and present something to me as fact, and it turns it out time. it's fiction, yeah, and that is the news today that we get that just drives me up the freaking wall. Yeah, it happens all the time. Uh, Senator Josh Hawley of Missouri, uh, he's laying a lot of the blame of the 2022 midterms at the uh, at the feet of Mitch McConnell, and he's pulling no punches. Listen. I'm from the state of Missouri. We're pretty independent-minded in Missouri. My view is you got to do what is right, and you, you've got to have the courage of your convictions. So I'm happy to go out there and say, I think we need to change the direction of the Senate GOP. I mean, listen, you look at the record of the last just two years in the Senate. What's happened? Caved to Big Pharma on insulin. Caved to Chuck Schumer on gun control. Caved to the radical left on the climate agenda. That's the so-called infrastructure bill. That's a terrible record. And then they wonder, why didn't we do better in the midterms? Why? Gee, I don't know. We need to change the direction. I'm not afraid to say it. And I don't care what the repercussions are. So, and then what about your colleagues, though, who I think would agree with you off record, but on record still support them? You know, I can't speak for anybody but myself. I just hope that we'll see over time, people will say, listen, we've got to to do something different. And we've got to give the voters, including independent voters, we've got to give them a reason to believe in us and to trust us. And we haven't done that in the last couple of years. So he thinks uh, Mitch McConnell is... Uh, essentially, uh, he's deep state, he's swamp, whatever you want to call it. And he thinks uh, leadership should change 
in the Senate, but I don't know, I don't know how that's going to happen. To be honest, even uh, I hear other people saying the same thing. That there's a lot of talk out there about it, but nobody's mm-hmm. doing anything about it. You know, and will they do anything about it? I don't think they will. In the meantime, you know, I, go ahead. No, I was going to say, you know, we talked about the white horse. You know, we're always waiting for somebody with a white hat or a white horse to come riding in. You know, if you want change, you can't wait for somebody to change it for you. You're, we're going to have to each pick up, you know, the mantle and 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 uh, and do something. It's how we vote. It's our voices. If we want change, we got to make it happen. If we don't all get involved, uh, this is just the beginning of the worst ride of your life. Yo, I know. Just last week, McConnell was talking about what he thought were the priorities uh, on the Republican agenda and how happy he was with the omnibus bill. That was the incredibly fat uh, trillion-dollar bill, I guess a trillion seven hundred billion-dollar bill that uh, Biden pushed through just before the end of uh, 2022. And he also said that Ukraine was the top priority. Listen. Making sure the Defense Department can deal with the major threats coming from Russia and China, providing assistance for the Ukrainians to defeat the Russians. That's the number one priority for the United States right now. According to most Republicans, that's sort of how we see the the challenges confronting uh, the country at the moment. Okay, so what he's saying is the Ukraine is the number one priority for most Republicans. Never mind the fact that we don't have a border or that the fuel prices are all over the place and we're running out of fuel. And never mind the fact that uh, we've lost our retirement funds and uh, the economy's in the toilet. That's not the number one priority. He's saying for Republicans, the number one priority is the Ukraine. Is this guy for mm. real, Bill? Is, 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 is he for real? I think in his mind he's for real because he has a reason that he's saying that. What it is, we can only speculate on. But, you know, what was it? Um, is it $31.4 trillion or $34.1 trillion? Either way, that's the national debt. And yet we're talking about spending more and more and more and more and more money. Yeah. Where's it all coming from? When are we going to say stop? Just stop it? They don't know how to say stop. Yeah. I mean, and well, Pelosi just gave everybody all those big raises. See, it's not her money. You know, somebody, a good friend of mine, actually a former uh, morning show co-host of mine, said Mm -hmm. they don't have – I said in one of our podcasts a few days ago – where are they going to get the money? And she texted me and said, they're going to print it. And that's true. They just have, yeah. they have the printing presses in their mind. There's no economics involved here. There's no economics. We just will print whatever we need. Never mind that's the fact the- that we're going to flood the market with, with dollar bills and, and make it so that it's worthless. Yeah, they don't care because, you know, they're, they're, they're a handful of people that, are the wealth of the world. And whether they whether they really have that money or not, we assume they do. And, you know, you, you look at, uh, well, you look at the Fed, you know. Uh, we go to the Fed to sit there and see if we can borrow the money. Does the Fed have the gold to back things up? Do they really have the wealth? Yeah. Or are they just saying, here's well, a piece of paper. They won't, let you, they won't let you in to see. They won't let anybody into. Uh, is it Fort Knox that supposedly has the gold reserve? And some people, we don't have. We don't have that kind of money one, in the gold reserve. I heard someone say that actually uh, they don't let you in because it ain't there anymore. <laughs> I'm just saying this is. You know, I, I think China's got more gold than we do. You know, they were buying it up and we were selling it. So hell, we've given them. You know, we've sold them everything else. We may as well give up our gold too. Center guns. Do do you feel like there's nobody driving our bus? Because that's how I feel. I feel that, you know, we are on a a bus that's that's careening down the road at a high rate of speed, and Biden has gotten out of the driver's seat, and he's uh, gone for a a smoke or something. He's not not paying attention. He's down in St. Croix golfing and swimming Mm -hmm. and having a good old time. I get the feeling they're trying to take the United States, Canada, 
South America, Mexico, Guatemala, all of it, and homogenize this all in just to one big mass country with the open borders and everything else. Boy, know. speaking of Canada, Bill, you got a, another story out of Canada. This is amazing. They just keep getting more socialistic by the day. Uh, the Prohibition on the Purchase of Residential Property by Non-Canadians Act now prevents foreigners, that includes us, from buying residential property in Canada for the next two years. So if, you, really? if you're on the verge of buying a house in Manitoba or Winnipeg or one of those places, uh, put your money back in the bank because you ain't going to do it. You ain't going to do it. And if you do do it, if someone sells you a property, uh, it says you'll be subject to a hefty fine, the, the seller, and the potential sale of that property involuntarily. Let's touch base on employment. You know, we're, we're, we were talking about uh, the new year and uh, the impending doom of uh, the higher prices and the recession. Biden's been touting that the, uh, the GDP is up and we've got more jobs that have been created. Here is the bad news. You know, he's lucky that he can tout that number because probably by February or March, he's not going to be able to tout it at all. There's getting ready to be massive layoffs by oh, yeah. major companies all over. So, you know, there was an old song, if we make it through December, well, <laughs> you made it through December, but you ain't going to make it through 2023. A lot of people, and I hate to say it, are going to be without a job. After the first of the year, that happens a lot. I mean, I know in our business, in broadcasting, mm -hmm. uh, some of the companies were notorious for firing massive amounts of people in one fell swoop. I won't mention the name of the companies, but uh, they did it every year around this time. Sometimes they'd do it to start before Christmas. And by the time uh, the new year had started, maybe 2,000 people had lost their job. I don't, And I kept thinking, how do they keep doing this? I mean, how do they keep getting employees? Because they keep laying off massive amounts year, year in, year out. How many employees do they have? At some point, well, they got to yeah, run out, they, you'd think. They, they, they bring people up. But, you know, sometimes they, they let somebody go because that person's been there a long time, is going to cost them a lot of money in the long run, plus, you know, their retirement program. Let's get rid of them now. We'll get somebody else in cheaper. Yeah. You know, because unfortunately, you know, you see a job come open, and you know the long run is you're going to be in the same boat. You need that money, so you take it and smile for as long as you get it. That's sad, but that's that true that way. Biden touts uh, the economy. He still does this. He still touts the economy. He says, oh, we're having a great year. I, I keep thinking, what figures is this guy looking at? Because when I look at the figures, we're not having a great year. It's a pretty sad year. Um a couple of things we should mention before we wrap this thing up. We lost a mm -hmm. bunch of people, uh, like in a one fell swoop. Pope Benedict died. Barbara Walters died. Right. We lost a, well, I didn't know who she was, a, a, a popular fashion designer in London uh, passed away. Mm -hmm. I can't think of her name. Uh, but there were other people, too. All, also, Jeremy Renner was in a very yeah, bad accident. Bad accident. Yeah, yeah, he's in critical but stable condition. He was apparently snow plowing. He lived. He has a piece of property out in the Reno area, and they got a lot of snow, like five, six feet of snow. Mm -hmm. And I think he had like a snow, uh, some sort of snow plowing uh, uh, truck or something that he owned, and he was clearing snow. And some people said uh, the accident happened in that truck. I'm thinking that maybe he might have driven off an area. He may, maybe he thought the road was in a certain area. And Could have gone off an embankment or yeah, something like that. Exactly, exactly right. Yeah. So prayers to uh, Jeremy Renner. The good news is uh, he is still alive, and he uh, is a relatively young guy in good shape. So uh, you got to pray that he's okay. Yeah, they say stable condition, but just all that means is right now everything is status quo. Doesn't mean yeah. he's going to survive this. I mean, he's still in the woods. Well, uh, you gotta you gotta hope and pray. What a way to start the year off, though, huh? On New uh, Year's Day, end up in the uh, critical care unit. Uh, 
a lot of people aren't talking about this, but it should be big news. President uh, Bolsonaro of Brazil, apparently he flew to the United States with his family, and some people said he was visiting President Trump at Mar-a-Lago, and nobody is talking about it. I have the article right here in my sweaty little palms, and uh, so it, it is a story. Uh, and I guess his family is staying at Mar-a-Lago Mar for a while. Because if well, there's, there's going to be civil unrest in Brazil, he, I think the guy wants his family out of the line of fire. I yeah, can, th I can I think mean, of worse places to, to hide. You know? Are we going to have civil unrest? Well, some people think that what's happening in Brazil is actually... Uh, the precursor? The precursor. What's going to happen here? Yeah. Mm -hmm. This could be a very dangerous year for our, our country. Dangerous week, dangerous year. I mean, look, we know things are going on this week. We also know that there is maybe a distraction, but it's a real distraction, but it's, it's a distraction nonetheless to take our eye off the ball. That's all they need you to do is take your eye off the ball. And you know, uh, we talked about that explosion in Washington, D.C., mm -hmm. And they said there was a crater under an ice skating rink. Uh, a lot of people who know yeah. D.C. will tell you that the city is miles of tunnels. It's miles of underground tunnels. And mm -hmm. who's to say the explosion was above ground? Who's to say the, you know, some people would theorize that it was an underground explosion of some kind. There's a lot of things that we're not being told, Bill. A lot of things. I mean, yeah, and they, they won't tell us either. Maybe, maybe a hundred years from now, past my, uh, past my uh, time on this uh, planet, uh, they'll let us know. But it'll be too late then. You know, and Tucker Carlson, I love what he said about the nuclear situation we're in right now. But what's Russia's response? How close are we to something awful? Most Americans don't know because news from Russia has been cut off completely here. You're not allowed to know. It's been censored as it is in North Korea. But you should know that the Russian foreign ministry has warned that there'll be, quote, consequences if the Biden administration puts Patriot missiles and U.S. personnel in Ukraine. Is that Russian propaganda? No, it's just what they said. So in order to underscore the point, the Russian government has just released footage of the Yars nuclear missile. That missile is capable of hitting both the United States and the UK. You're seeing footage of it right now. It shows a Russian Yars rocket being installed into a silo south of Moscow. A Russian general told state media that the plan is to hit London. Quote, you don't have to hit Washington first. It's too far away. London is next door. London is the main hotbed of all nastiness. The main hotbed of all nastiness. Uh, what's yeah. interesting, but we talked about the attack in Times Square, mm -hmm. uh, and they admitted today it might have been a terrorist act. They they said that. Well, big deal. We all kind of figured it wasn't uh, a friendly, accidental act. Um, they they also had this explosion in D.C., and they're mm -hmm. trying to they rush an answer out to you. This happens all the time in our country. One of the first things you know, they'll say, it wasn't a terrorist act. Oh, yeah, but, you know, going back to the nuclear question, when that happens, you'll know it, it, it happened. And we're 90 seconds away from midnight when you're talking about, uh, you know, going to nuclear war. And they've done studies on it. And, and they, there was a story out that said uh, if we had a nuclear attack, uh, there would most likely target, uh, you know, Six cities, at least one of six cities. Yeah. They don't have to take out a lot of cities, you know, one of six cities, but none of these cities that are on the target yeah. have any preparedness ready for this at all. Wow. You know, we're, we're not prepped for, you know, really, we're not prepped for any disaster. What do you do when the power grid goes out? What happens if one of our nuclear reactors melts down? What, you know, now there's more prep for a hurricane, you know, because you see the little signs on the road, hurricane evacuation route. When you I was a kid, anything. they used to have Minuteman rocket sites around the country. Yes. They were we all over those. the place. Minuteman uh, rocket sites. They deactivated them about 30 years ago. Oh, you can buy the, site, the, the, the silo sites now, and people have turned them into underground homes because you could buy it. The property and everything. So, we're like, 
hundred thousand. What's protecting us now? Would they say that we're being protected by submarines? Are we being protected by uh, airplanes with nuclear missiles? I mean, what what replaced the silos and the silos? A zipper were... of faith. <laughs> oh great! Oh great! Um, I just I don't know <laughs> nothing. Uh, another thing that happened over the weekend: uh, Pope Benedict died. Pope Benedict yeah. the 16th died. Uh, and a lot of people who are Catholic all thought of him as the Pope because he was kind of pushed yeah. into retirement. You know, they, yeah. he, he, it wasn't like he died and left uh, the vacancy. Uh, some group of people in the Vatican supposedly ushered him out the door and replaced him with a more liberal, more left-leaning, uh, less uh, religious, some might say, uh Pope Francis, and yeah. uh, well, they said he wasn't a politician, and I, I, I sit there and I go, "When does a pope have to be a political figure?" Oh, I know, you know? but that—that that was a tell for me, the state of the church. Now I'm not Catholic, but that—that's a tell, yeah, of the state of uh, the Catholic Church. It is today. It is a big tell, and uh, a lot of us have thought of Benedict as the Pope. Now these are. A story that has gone around for some time that a, a major crisis will happen when the Pope dies. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people who follow the faith have always felt that Benedict was the Pope, even now, and this guy Francis was an interloper. Might, you know, I'll, I'll leave it as that. He was a drop-in. They dropped yep. him in. He parachuted in to take the position and do what he was told to do. You ever see pictures of him... When Trump visited him, Pope Francis, they had mm -hmm. a, a, uh, an official picture taken, and Pope Francis looked like he was smelling something really bad. You know, he looked, he had the look on his face like, oh, dour and, oh, stinky. Uh, <laughs> and then there's a picture of him with Nancy Pelosi, and yeah. he is just, he's happier than a pig in slop. Hey, he was just smiling big grin like he was so glad to be around and i i kept thinking you know uh if you are catholic one of the tenets of the faith is uh they're pro-life and mm -hmm. there wasn't a bigger pro-life president in our history than donald trump and he's not yeah. even catholic i think he's presbyterian there are so many people you know they 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 tout their faith and their christianity or, or what a good catholic they are but then, all of a sudden, that's out of this side of their mouth. Out of this side of their mouth is all the foul, vehement stuff and anti-church oh, sure. messages that they have. Pelosi, you know, Biden. Yeah, they, they all do that. So, yeah. you know, and I sit there and I look at that and I'm going like, you know, I really don't care about your faith. But if you profess to have it and you believe in certain tenements of the Bible, you better you know, live up to it. Otherwise, you're a poser to me. If if Benedict had still been the Pope, uh, he would have greeted Trump with open arms, and he might have excommunicated uh, Biden and Pelosi for their stance. But with mm -hmm. Francis in there, he welcomed them with open arms, and he did things. For example, uh, Father Frank Pavone, who runs Priest for Life, was just right. defrocked. We talked about it last week. Right, yeah. And this guy is, the, he's the image of what a priest should be if you actually look at the faith. You know, if right. you take the faith in consideration, this guy is, he's a, a good priest. But they removed him from the priesthood because he was causing too much political waves. Too much political waves. And Imagine uh, that. Anyway, hey, we've done it, my friend. Another show wrapped up. Um, it's the new year. We have a new uh, telephone line coming along. Were we changing our phone number, Bill? We talked about uh, this. I was thinking about it because the other one was, uh, you know, let's vote. Yeah. And uh, a vanity number, and we really no longer need the vanity, vanity right. number. It didn't Just, do much good. <laughs> no, it didn't. So, you know, we're, we're, we'll change it over to something different, but that's probably a week or so away. But they know, still can contact us by email, right? They can do that, and they can still use the vanity number that's out there. So it's... It's still there. Oh, so they can um, still call 833-538-7868 if they want to leave a message? 
or mail at itsanotherday.com and mail at uh, crnamerica.com. And I do encourage you to uh, contact us. If you got a question? Now listen, out there. you're traveling today. I know you're headed back to uh, to the Bean Town. A lot of things yeah. happening, by the way, in Boston today. You're gonna have to, you're gonna run into some traffic. Uh, there's a big, big hockey game on at two o'clock this afternoon. Uh, yeah. It's the Winter Classic being held at Fenway Park in Boston. So there should be a lot of traffic. So drive carefully on your way back to uh, to Boston. Well, you got uh, you got the uh, yeah you got the uh, that going on in Boston. And of course, out west today is the 134th uh, Rose Bowl parade today. And so you know, got that going. And on you know too. who's playing in the Rose Bowl game today? Who? Penn State. Penn, Penn State. State. There and, you go. And, you know, and people may say, "What does that mean?" Well, I didn't go to Penn State, but I sent both my daughters there. Mm-hmm. So I tell everybody, my money and my kids. Yeah, went to Penn State. Hey, buddy, have, your kids. have a wonderful day, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow, and uh, stay well. Sounds like a plan. Talk to you later. The Voice of Freedom, CRN America.